Hi there, and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. My name is Denise Alvarez, and I will very quickly introduce myself, and then we're going to jump into something I'm super excited to talk to you about today, which is your customer journey. But before we get to that, like I said, just in case we're new friends, I will tell you a bit about my business, which is Storm Lily Marketing. And through that, I get to help horse business owners like you turn your website visitors into your customers. And we do that through one-on-one coaching, website design and content, email marketing strategy, and my monthly coaching program called Social Stride. I do each of those things and this podcast so that you can be out doing what you really love to do. I enjoy marketing and I know that not everybody maybe does, or perhaps you do, but you're just saying I would rather be out doing those other things, right? But you know that to create the business that you love, that you're going to enjoy, marketing is a part of that mix. So here on the podcast, I use a mix of step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos to help you not only so it's possible when you market your horse business, but also to guide you through that process and help you make it happen. So today on the podcast, I'm going to help you figure out your customer's journey. I'm going to also talk about why it matters because you might be saying, so what, right? So we're going to talk about that because here's the thing. Do you know how people are getting to you? How are they getting into the door of your business? Now, even if you don't have a physical location, you have an entry point, right? You actually probably have multiple entry points, regardless if you're physical, online, or what that looks like for you. But if you don't know how they're getting to you, how are they getting to that particular entry point? then how are you going to get more of the right people in that door, right? So this is one of the reasons the customer journey is so important. When you take time to really think about what it looks like for your potential customers to become your customers and then become lifelong customers, you're gonna take time to figure out how people are getting to you, but you're really gonna take time to figure out each of those different phases. What does that mean? entire customer experience look like so that you can intentionally create an experience that's going to keep people coming back and working with you and buying from you and ultimately bringing their friends along with them, right? So either now or after you listen, I have a free worksheet that's going to help you with that. So either now or after you listen, go get it is what I'm trying to say, right? I have the free worksheet, but either now or after you listen, I want you to go get it because it's not just a note-taking sheet. It's actually going to help you take action with what you're going to hear on this episode, all right? It's a one-pager, it's very simple, and it is a worksheet that's gonna walk you through some of these questions and answers I have for you today. So head on over to stormlily.com slash journey to get that, or you can head to the show notes at stormlily.com slash 80 for episode 80, and you can get your free worksheet that's going to help you complete your customer journey. Now, we're going to focus on one particular product as you answer those questions and as you walk through that process. So just keep that in mind. So you might want to print multiple of them, and you definitely can do the exercise more than once, depending on the offer or the product that you're working on at that time. All right, 
So we're going to look at four steps, but we're actually going to do it in the shape of questions. So when you can answer each of these four questions well and go through these processes, those are going to be your steps to mapping out your customer journey. All right. So first of all, question number one, what is your customer's journey? What does that actually mean when I say that? I know you don't love marketing jargon, and I promised you when I started this podcast that I would break those things down. So let's do that, okay? The customer journey is not just how a person buys from you. How do they get to you? Definitely, that's a part of it, but it's truly the totality of their experience with your business, with your brand. There are three stages that I have broken the customer journey down into, all right? Stage number one is the pre-purchase stage. All of those different touches that they experience with you before they ever buy fall into stage number one. So that may be social media, that may be your email marketing, that may be an ad. And as you know, it's going to be multiple touches, most likely. And all of those things fall into stage one, pre-purchase. Stage two is consumption or their buying experience. What is it like? They've decided they're going to buy from you. What is that experience like, right? So perhaps it means your communication and what that entails. It may mean your receipts. Are you giving receipts? What does that process look like? Is it automated? Um, Is it easy for them to make a purchase? Are you a cash only? Do you offer cards? Do you offer online payments? It may depend on the nature of your business, but those are things that you want to think about. Are you making it easy for them to buy from you? And are you making that experience one that they enjoy? Next is the post-purchase stage. So they've bought from you. Are you continuing that relationship? Are you going to continue to give them advice perhaps on their purchase? Are you going to continue to educate them? Are you going to check in after a certain amount of time? Now, the great thing is a lot of things related to post-purchase can be automated depending on what it is that you're selling. But I want you to really think about the idea that that is a stage in the journey that you want to consider. Now, like I said, you've heard me say it can take up to eight touches before someone actually buys from you. And yes, it may be more, it may be less. That's the average right now that they say. So your customer journey is not going to be a defined map, right? Where it's exactly from point A to point B. But there is a point A and there might be a 1A, a 2A, a 3A, right? That gets them to the next phase. So it's an overall picture that helps you to see all of those different steps or all of those touches in the process. Now, the good news is that as a business owner, you have a ton of control over your customer's journey. So the things that I just talked about, you get to decide what that looks like. How do you bring them in? What is their experience with you on social media? If they're leaving comments on your post, are you replying? Are you answering those questions? Or do people leave comments and then they never hear from you again because you don't ever get on and check? You're just posting. You get to control what they expect because you can set the expectation ahead of time. Let them know what kind of care they can expect to get from you. You get to control the experience. As I mentioned, is it simple? Is it easy? you're the business owner, you get to decide. What do you want people to feel after they finish working with you? How do you want them to feel? 
When you think about that ahead of time, then you can create an experience that makes them feel that way. And if they want to continue working with you, you have a big part in that as well. So that brings us to the next question. The next step that's going to help you map your customer journey is understanding why it matters in the first place. So question number two is why does a customer journey even matter? I have three benefits I want you to consider that are important when it comes to knowing your customer journey, okay? All right, benefit number one is that it's going to allow you to intentionally build processes. Now, do not shut this off. Some of you are going, oh, this overwhelms me, and it does not have to, I promise. But if you will look at this ahead of time, And look at ways that you can automate. Look at ways that you can simplify the process of working with you. For example, what is the way that you get the most inquiries? Are you getting a ton of messages on Facebook? Are you getting a lot of contact forms on your website? Okay, look at where most of those people are coming to you from and then look at what it's like when they ask you questions. Are they asking some of the same questions over and over? Could you perhaps answer some of those questions ahead of time on your website? Now, I know that some people are saying, well, yeah, I have that on my website and I still ask. I get that. But if you don't have it on your website, do that anyways, because I promise you some people will actually go there and look for the answers. But if they are coming to you asking the same questions over and over, you can create some saved responses so that you have a simple way to respond and you can just copy and paste that in there or depending, right, if it's coming via email or how it's coming. But the point is you can create some processes and perhaps you're looking for a way to get people to help you. That could be something you can do. Create a document that says these are the most common questions that people tend to ask. Here's how I want you to answer them. So when those inquiries come in, then you have somebody answering on your behalf, right? So the benefit here of knowing that customer journey is being able to build processes. The entry point is just one example, but the automated receipts, um, checking in afterwards, those are all part of building out a process, right? Okay, so benefit number two is it's going to allow you to keep what's working, When you map out the customer journey, then you're going to see what's working well. You're going to realize, oh my goodness, a lot of people are coming to me from this particular show that we are at. So we need to make sure that we continue to going that and maybe we're going to become sponsors because that seems to be where a lot of our people are. You're also going to see what's not working well. So we'll talk about that in benefit number three. But on this one, I want you to focus on looking for what is working well and really honing in on that, doing more of that, amping that up even, and making that a selling point for your business perhaps. And then the third benefit is that you're going to see what's not working well. You're going to find holes that you need to fix or maybe areas that you need to start investing in. For example, are you paying a whole bunch of attention to how people get in the door? You're really killing social media. You're really killing email marketing. But then when they purchase from you, do they hear from you again? Do they feel valued as a customer? I don't mean checking in again to see if they're going to buy anything else. I mean actually serving them well, educating them, providing them with a stellar experience. So I want you to look at each of the stages as you break down your customer journey 
and look for areas that you can fix, areas that you can invest in. And that's the benefit of taking time to do this. If you take the time to truly sit down and write down a few notes on your worksheet about each stage of the journey for your customers, and definitely could be per product or per offer, depending on how your business is set up, as you do that, you're going to see opportunities, I promise. So question or step number two is to understand why does a customer journey even matter? Now that you understand the opportunities, why I'm talking to you about this, then I want you to break down your journey. It's time to actually take the information from your head or from your computer or from the people you work with and get it down. Now, depending on if you work with a team, this could be a great thing that you do with your team or with your counterpart, right? It does not have to be something you sit down by yourself and do. It can be a very good thing to get some outside input but make sure you take time to actually do it. Now, again, I have a worksheet that's gonna help you do this. If you head over to stormlily.com slash journey, you can get that for free. And I will have that in the show notes, stormlily.com slash 80, all right? But here's the thing. I have a worksheet. It's going to help you. But as I said earlier, do not expect it to be a completely linear process. However, You can expect to see patterns. You can expect to see common flows that your customers are going to experience. Now, as you break down your customer journey, I also want you to focus on your best fit audience, meaning my ideal customer, my best fit person, the customer that keeps coming back to me. What did her experience look like? Why does she keep coming back? What did she enjoy so much? How did she get here? I want more of her. So how can I create an experience that more of her are going to be drawn to, right? So think about your best clients and customers that you have right now and what their journey looked like and what it looks like now. Think about what you want people to experience or walk through literally as they're working with you. Be very tactical here. I don't want you to just write down, um, you know, they came through social media. I want you to be more specific. She was commenting on all my posts. And so I sent her a message and then we struck up a conversation and she asked if she could bring her horse in for training. Or maybe it's the other. Maybe she's commenting on stories and engaging there or whatever the case might be. Or maybe you found her and you struck up a conversation and and then when she heard these things about you, just be specific. And so that's gonna help you to actually take action, the more specific that you can be about the process. So don't just say they're coming through Facebook. I want you to get really granular and specify at what part of it. Maybe there are certain posts that are pulling people in. Maybe your videos are getting so many comments and those best clients are coming through your videos or whatever the case may be, right? So maybe it's YouTube for you, but really think about the specifics of how they're getting to you. Think about the specifics of what it looks like to work with you and the specifics of that third stage when they are finished, so to speak, with the purchasing process. What does that look like? So again, get over that worksheet and it'll help you to just brainstorm these things out because like I said, it's not totally linear, but there will be patterns. And this is what I want you to do here is identify the patterns. Do not worry so much about it being pretty. Do not worry so much about it being a flow and being a certain kind of chart or anything like that. Okay. Just identify those patterns for each of the stages. And finally, Step number four is what you're going to do with 
your customer journey. So once you've got it mapped out, what is it that you're going to do? Well, for this one, we're going to go back to my answer about the benefits, right? So why we do it is what we're going to do with it. Here, let me explain, okay? So I said, why do we do this? Because it allows you to intentionally build processes. It allows you to keep what's working and it allows you to find the holes and fix what's not working, find areas to invest in. Okay, so now you've mapped it out. What do you do with this information? Let's go back. You're gonna look at what you've mapped out and you're gonna say, okay, where could I automate this process? Where could I simplify this process so I can do more of what's working really well? Or maybe there's some things that you wrote down that you see as a part of the journey, but people are not really doing it, right? So maybe you're sending an email after people purchase and saying, tell me one thing that you love about XYZ, or you know, you're asking a question and maybe nobody is coming back to you. So that might be something that isn't an opportunity to build a different kind of process, right? So look for ways that you can build processes so that you can simplify. And then look for what is working. So we talked about this, right? When you know what's working well, you can continue to do that. And you can also really hone in on that, figure out why it's working well and amp it up a little bit, right? Increase the benefits that your customers are getting from that. If you see something that's working, I want you to keep it. But again, when you look at this journey and you're like, you know what? This area is kind of a hole. This is an opportunity. This is a place we need to fix. People are falling off here. So that's the other thing you can look at is when people enter in, they're doing this, but then they're not staying. Perhaps you have a membership, right? If you have a membership or a monthly program of some kind, then your customer journey, again, is not linear because once they purchase, they continue to purchase every month. But is there a place that they're saying that they're dropping off? Is there a place that they're saying, I'm not going to continue this purchase. I'm not going to continue this membership. And here's why. Then look at that. And sometimes that's okay because they are self-identifying. They're not really qualified for your program. But sometimes it's also letting you know that there's an opportunity for you to really increase the value in a certain area to better communicate or articulate the value that they're getting as a member. So some of those places that people are dropping off along the way are also going to show you the opportunities that you have as a business owner to increase that value for them. Or maybe the value's there, but they just don't see it and you just need to share it in a different way. Um, Maybe you need to share more success stories so people can imagine that when they do what you're putting out there into the world, then they're going to experience that success, right? That can be part of pulling them in as well. So I'm super excited about this episode because I know that no matter your business size, no matter the area of the equine industry you are serving, if you're a business, you have customers. And so I want you to take the time to really focus on your customers Schedule out just a little bit of time in your day to say, okay, I'm going to look at this particular product. Maybe you're about to launch something. This is a great time for you to review what that customer journey is going to look like and not just focus on the launch, but look at the entire experience and the experience that you can create as a business. Okay. So again, if you head to stormlily.com slash journey, I have a free worksheet for you there. I would love for you to get that. And if you have any questions as you go through that, please feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to chat with you. And I love to hear how you're processing and how you're using the things you're learning here on the podcast. That is one of my favorite things is to hear from you all. 
Speaking of which, my other favorite thing is to invite you to leave a review. And I do that because if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, then you are going to be helping somebody else know if this is a fit for them and if this is going to help them in their horse business. And if you're still here and we're in episode number 80, then my hope is that it has been helpful to you. So please do leave a review, leave comments uh, on Facebook, Instagram, wherever we're friends at, and let me know how these things are helping you. And let me know if you have questions that I can further answer for you here on the podcast. All right. I so appreciate you joining me here today. I can't wait to hear about how mapping out your customer journey is going to shed some light on how you can create an even more stellar experience for your customers. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you here again next week. 